Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hello everyone, welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm so glad that you're joining me tonight. Whatever time zone you're in, whatever part of the world, I'm so glad that you're making tonight with me a part of your evening and uh, in Fire Talk Radio. So um, tonight I felt prompted of the Lord to to share my testimony on how God brought me through eating disorder that I was suffering with and uh, the stronghold that I had. Um, And so it was, uh, I just felt, I I felt love of the Lord to share it. And a lot of people uh, suffer in silence with eating disorders. Some seek help and uh, but others, as I said, suffer in silence and for whatever reason they don't want anybody else to know. So I just felt that my testimony can help so many other people and give them hope, give them hope that they too, through through God and his, the power of God, can overcome uh, an eating disorder that they or a loved one are 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 suffering with. So I wanted to um, uh, I just want to let you know that uh, I understand what it's like because I've been through it, and but I but I've also been on the other end that God has brought me through. If you have any questions, comments, testimonies, feel free to call 646-668-2093. That is 646-668-2093. Or you can Skype me as well, and I will I will get that. So, And before I get into my testimony and just what I feel that the Lord has led on my heart, I'm going to go to a song that Freddie Haler is um, it's by Freddie Haler, and his website is songoftheangels.com. It's called I Am the God That Healeth Thee. I'll be right back with you. I am the God that healeth thee. I am the Lord, your healer. I sent my word and healed your disease. I am the Lord, your healer. I am the God 
and a time of prayer. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity that you've given me to to share what I've been through, my experience with eating disorders, that and how you delivered me completely. That you, what was meant for evil, you you will turn around for good. And I thank you, Father, that you draw the people from the north, south, east, and the west, and that you touch those listening now, and that you touch those who will listen, and that you help them see that with God all things are possible. And Father, just speak through me. I give you my vocal cords. I give you this time. This show is yours. Touch their hearts, Lord. Make my tongue that of the pen of a ready writer. And may I be a glove on, on your hand, Lord. And I thank you, Jesus, that your anointing is here. And I give you this time for your glory that you may set the captive free. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I just wanted to... to uh, to share some things, as I was saying saying earlier, um, I had I had a quite a bout with um, actually with three types of three types of uh, of eating disorders. You know, the three types that I'm thinking of right now are anorexia nervosa, bulimia. Uh, anorexia nervosa, bulimia, and so they, some, some, so, so many of these things have have uh, been changed, and their names have been changed so many different times. That sometimes, but anorexia, and then bulimia, and then overeating, uh, which is uh, what they call. Sometimes they call it non-purging bulimia. And so anorexia is when a person who has, uh, they have the wherewithal to get food and they have food maybe at their disposal, maybe even in the house, but they choose not to eat. They can go without meals, completely without meals, and with just water, maybe some crackers here and there for days and even even a week and, and even longer with uh, complete like starvation and um bulimia uh is when a person they may just eat a regular meal um but they 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 eliminate it afterwards they they make themselves throw up afterwards and they also uh, will go on binging, binging, th- binge food that that they um, that they uh, that they know they would gain weight off of, and then they eliminate that when they're done eating it. They'll go and eat as much as they want, and and uh, they'll that's their way of not gaining the weight. And then there's the non-purging bulimic or the overeater who uses the food for either comfort or to escape feelings, problems, 
things they've never dealt with or um I know of uh, some several several people who were sexually abused when they were younger and so they deliberately made themselves obese so that no man would ever find them attractive because they didn't want to be those are those words. I'm not saying because a person is obese or that because they're overweight that they're not attracted to someone saying saying what they said. So comfort foods and um, just overeating, basically in general, it's like it's food addictions, you know. And uh, uh, there's a lot of food addiction, but anorexia and um, bulimia, and then the non-purging bulimia or the overeating. So. I I actually um I actually wrestled with all three. And uh you know it all it all started out when I thought I started to compare myself to magazine cover models, which is not a good idea simply for the fact that it's really not a good idea to compare yourself to anybody because unless you're, you're, well, let's put it this way, it's not a good idea to compare yourself to anybody, period, because it doesn't, it's just not a good idea. Especially when you're comparing yourself um, to... uh, to magazine cover girls or those that are, you know, dressed in a bikini and who have a completely flat stomach when all uh, all reality they're probably anorexic too or bulimic or they were just very rare, you know, rarely maybe born with with um, really good good figures, but the majority. But besides which. Besides which, the uh, the photos have been have been um, they have been photoshopped. And they've been airbrushed to where to where um, they don't even look the way they do actually look in real life. So. So it's not, I mean, a lot of that is unrealistic. And then now they've got this um, this ad coming out that um, this uh, line have, have had said um, that they're the, uh, you know, it's, it's a line uh, coming out where this is the perfect body and then, or the, the perfect body, and then they got all these, Skinny, and I mean, I'm talking about flat stomachs, um, women in bikinis, and they've got quote no flaw. And meanwhile, you know that you know that that's all airbrushed, <laughs> and it's all photoshopped. It's, it's not realistic. Every flaw that is there is either covered with makeup, and or. Um, it's covered with makeup plus it's it's just uh it's airbrushed, it's photoshopped and it's not realistic, it's not real. And uh so um you know, for for that, I mean I, I guess really 
some people, you know, there, some of them were saying like, "What's uh, the, well?" There's a, a a big there's a big stink about it because um, and a big fuss about it because a lot of that they say will, um, you know, will will people that are looking at that, especially like the younger generation. Um, it's instilling the wrong image, the wrong body image to them because they've got to have the the right body image, um, a healthy body image. A healthy body image is saying, okay, well, I may have this, that, and the other flaw or I may have this, that, and the other, but I I like myself for who I am. I like, I like, you know, I like this side or the other about myself. Um, but they're not uh, being. Com- they're not. If, I mean, if if that was me at when I first started comparing myself to to the to the uh, magazine models, my goodness, I didn't even know if they were that skinny back then either. But they had like these flat stomachs and and just I don't know. Society makes it all about a woman's physical appearance and her being beautiful and perfect and flat stomach hourglass figure and and just like she's just like oh so that's when when women begin to compare themselves with cover cover mag cover girl models in the magazines and and then they wonder why they don't measure up and like i said it's because they have their photos have been airbrushed and photoshopped uh, not to mention that they have on so much makeup that they don't even recognize themselves when they take it off. And it's not that there's anything wrong with um, trying to take care of yourself or look nice or, you know, be presentable and neat and nothing wrong with that. But then when it reaches a point where a woman feels that nobody will love her or that she's not acceptable to anyone or that she's worthless unless she's beautiful and has a perfect body, then it is very, very unhealthy and leads to eating disorders and all kinds of destructive, destructive things like that, as it did in my case. So, um, the, it, with, uh, with my case, as I was saying, I I compared myself a lot with them, with the with the cover with the cover girls, but also with others that had I don't know, maybe a better figure or maybe better eyes or hair or just something, and. And their hourglass figures and flat stomachs. And I, I, you know, I looked at my my slightly bulging tummy, and I thought, in order for me to be accepted, I had to have the perfect body with a flat stomach. So I started to I I started to starve myself in order to lose that bulging tummy and uh, I I often went like three to five days without eating anything and uh, except 
you know, allow myself water and and all of that. But then, um, you know, the, it it began to take its toll on my body, and uh, I I got progressively weaker. And in be- eventually, I was so weak I just stayed in bed the, pretty much all the day, and. Because I was really too weak to do anything else, I just got up to to go, you know, use the restroom, and I went back to bed. It took me a really long time to just get from the bed to the to the restroom, but um, so you know, I I had I had suffered from the anorexia for several years, and it was kind of on and off thing but but one time it got really so bad that I had not eaten in 7 days and my body just began to kind of shut down and go into shock it was just i hadn't I had drank much water and um but uh you know I was rushed to the hospital there and they they revived me and and um but then uh you know they put me in some some therapy for a while, and then um, I was okay for a little bit, and then I went, you know, it it went from anorexia to bulimia, where I thought, okay, well, they say I need to eat, so I'll eat, and I was like, out of the, how they say, from the fire to the frying pan, or from the frying pan to the fire one to the other, but it was like, I, I, I said, okay, well, I have to eat, so I'll eat, but I'll just throw it up, cool, but these things are not logical, so... Um, I, uh, so I went with the, the bulimia and I would eat and then I'd purge and, and I would, I would binge on, on all kinds of everything and overeat so I really felt icky. And, uh, and some of that happened to where it didn't even really work when I, uh, did it. I still gained weight, but, and then there was the overeating. I'd have the comfort food and, uh, just would be constantly hand to mouth. It was like a, um, an oral fi- uh, fixation as well, just hand to mouth kind of thing, and always having to have something in my mouth, and just the, the motion of the hand to mouth kind of thing. So, it was these three different eating disorders, and finally it got to the point where I had I had uh, when I was the overeating process part of it. I had reached about close to 200 pounds, like about 185, 190, close to 200 pounds uh, with the uh, overeating. And with the bulimia, that, of course, is not healthy, and all of this takes a toll on, on, on your body, your organs, your your your, uh, you know, your nutrition, your lack of nutrition, uh, of course, the anorexia, I got down to about 90 pounds, 85, 90 pounds. And so it's from one extreme to the other to 80, 85, 90 pounds to close to 200. So in all of that, I remember it was during one of the times where just some things were going on in my life and I wasn't thinking clearly or really rationalizing. And in my in my anorexia, I, uh, you know, as I said, I, I had not eaten in a week, hardly drank anything. My body began to go into shock. They rushed me to the hospital. Um, 
where they took the appropriate action to save my life, but um, was also admitted for evaluation and treatment of the eating disorder, see if they could save my life, (laughs) not just because they could treat the symptoms and save my life, but if it didn't pull it out by the root and, and treat the underlying root cause of it, then I would just be back there if, you know, granted the grace to do so. So um the treatment um of uh the treatment and evaluation the evaluation and treatment of the eating disorder. And uh and that was the start of a long, long road to recovery. I was impatient for the eating disorder for quite a while. And um now during the course and let me just make a disclaimer here, I know I made it on I made it on the description of the show. But let me make the disclaimer that I I'm not a licensed counselor, I'm not a licensed therapist, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a psychiatrist. I am none of these things and I'm not offering therapy here. I'm not giving you therapy, I'm not giving you counseling, I'm not telling you you should do this, that and the other. I am simply sharing my experience and how God gave me the victory God helped me overcome in in order to give you hope that if God brought me since God brought me through this he can do the same for you so there's my disclaimer there I may say it once or twice again I don't know but I just want to let you know that because it's important to do that now um you know, when I was uh, inpatient, I received counseling, and I, I discovered a lot of underlying reasons of why I starved myself or why I binged or I binged and purged and why I overate and didn't purge and why I deprived my body of the necessary ingredients to stay healthy. Now, one of the therapy exercises I did daily, they they, they had us, uh, this assignment was so hard for me at first. It took me a really long time to just get comfortable with it. But one of the exercises they told us to do was to find five physical attributes that we liked about ourselves and also find five things we like about our personality so um, since I had compared myself to others for so long, it became, you know, it just became really just drained. It was just really hard. And, uh, but um, I, uh, I, I find, I, I did, I went ahead and I, 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 I couldn't even make, I could not make the uh I couldn't even make five five things that I liked physically about myself. Because they told us they said, Look in the mirror, tell us do you like your eyes? Do you like your hair? Do you like your legs? You know, do you think you have nice legs? Do you think you have nice cheekbones? Do you think you have nice hands? Five things. I was like, no, don't do this to me. Don't, don't do it to me. (laughs) 
So I think I I I don't I think but you had to find one even if you just was silent. I just so I made one and then I kept I kept going on until finally I made five things that I liked physically about myself. And it was also hard to find five things that I liked about about my character. So that was that was in a way hard as well. To find five things five things that I liked about about my about my character. Uh, you know, did you do you find yourself funny? Do you find yourself uh, nice? Do you find yourself compassionate? Do you find yourself sympathetic? I could not, for the longest time, find anything that I liked. It was always negative and all this stuff. Well, eventually, as I said, when uh, I I would find these things and I would start to have that, but really the yes i had i had the the nutrition classes and the learning how to eat right and 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 therapy but it wasn't until it was not until i asked jesus into my heart and asked him to help me that i actually got the victory that he gave me the victory because when I asked the Lord into when I asked Jesus into my heart um, I I felt like a different person I felt lighter I felt like a, a load had been lifted off my shoulders well the load was lifted off my shoulders because Jesus took that load on his shoulders. Um, all our sin, our shame, our pain, and um, he took all of that upon himself and took it and and nailed it, nailed it to the to the tree. Well, nailed it, on, nailed himself on the cross of. And so, but I, I felt like this weight had been had been lifted off my shoulders and I felt that uh I felt that um I just I felt lighter, I felt freer when I asked Jesus into my heart. And as I began to study his word more and go to church and pray, I started I started to find out that he it is not only I getting to save us, which he can, but not only does he save us, but he also heals, he delivers, sets free from all the bondages, and because he took them when he was here in the Garden of Gethsemane. I mean, actually. Let's take it back before that, when he was tempted by Satan. When he was 40 days, 40 nights, he was tempted by Satan. Satan took him up to the high places and tempted him. Satan showed him all the, the, the cities and places of the world that he could give him power over. He just bowed down and worshipped Satan. 
And Jesus said, get you behind me, Satan. But right at that point, it was a temptation that Jesus could have given into, because it's not a temptation if you can't give into it. But these things Jesus could have given into, but he loves you. He loves me so much more than taking the glory and uh from man of in a in a you know in a in a carnal way and and his power for that it's it just he he loves us so much more than that that and then there was the garden of Gethsemane. And all of this, Jesus took all of that on himself. He suffered all of that. And in all that time, like in the Garden of Gethsemane where it started, and then, I mean, actually, and when he was tempted with with all the the places of of the world, if he bowed down and and worshipped Satan, which he didn't, and but because he looked through time and space, and he saw your face. And he saw exactly what you're doing right now. He said, I'm not going to sell out. I'm not going to bow down to Satan. I'm not going to sell out. I'm going to endure to the end. going to be obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Because I love. And he looked and he saw your face and he said your name. He said, I love them. And I see, and he sees what you're doing right now. He loves you. Then the Garden of Gethsemane, seeing your face, gave him the strength to carry on. When he was being brutally, brutally whipped on the back, actually all over his body. He looked through time and space and he saw your face. And it gave him the strength to carry on with each inhumane lash of that whip. Seeing your face gave him strength to make it through. When they were nailing him, beating him, actually beating him, pulling out his beard, plucking out his beard, and put the crown of thorns on his head. When he, if, I'm sure he was tempted to just give up because he's 100% man. I mean, 100% God, but he's 100% man. So in all of that, in all of that, that, that torture... You, your face, gave him strength. Looking at you, what you're doing right now, gave him strength to carry on. When they nailed him to the, took the nails in his hands and his feet. You, your face, and what you're doing right now, Gave him the allow them to do that to him because he could have called down numerous angels 
to rescue him. Could have called all of all of that, all those people, all the angels. I mean, not people, but all the angels to come and and rescue him. But he didn't. He didn't because he 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 just allowed it because he saw your face. And what you're doing right now. And it gave him the strength to carry on. So, all of our disease, sickness, shame, pain was put upon Jesus. The sins that ever, the sins past, present, and future. Every disease and sickness, past, present, future, was put upon him. The point where he was not even recognizable as a, as a human being. And when he took the weight of the world upon his shoulders, for you and for me, but it didn't end there ended in victory because even though he died because he was in in the, the form of a man so this torture he died but he ascended into hell he preached he took captivity captive and he took um, and then he showed himself for 40 days with many infallible proofs and he rose again from the from the dead, you know, three days later. But I mean, and then he showed himself for forty days with many infallible proofs. So it wasn't in vain that he did all that. It was in victory. And if you were the only one in the world done that and gone through that for you. And in all of those times that he could have said, oh, I can't do this anymore. I, I, I just can't. I'm, Yes, I'm God, but I'm also a human form, in human form. He could have quit. But he, again, I reiterate, he looked through time and space, and he saw your face and what you're doing right now gave him the strength to carry on. And when I received Jesus in my heart, the weight of the world that I felt, I felt I had the weight of the world on my shoulders. Because when I received Jesus, as I was saying a short while ago, I felt like a a weight had been lifted off of me. Like I had the way of the world up my shoulders, but I felt lighter. I felt freer. I felt I, I I felt different. I still had some issues and some problems and but I knew once I began to cultivate and start and a 
form a relationship with Jesus and the Holy Holy Ghost, God as the Father, I knew that him that that he would help me through all of this. He would help me overcome. He would give me the victory. And little by little, surely enough, the Holy Spirit did more work in me than any therapy could have ever done or ever did do. I'm not saying don't go to therapy if you if you have an eating disorder or if you're light, you know, if you feel like hurting yourself because you're depressed or I'm not saying that at all. Therapy to some extent helped me. Like when I eventually found five things because that exercise we had to do it every day. Not just once a week or once a month or whatever. It was every single day we had to do that. So, but the Holy Ghost, he, he, he is a comforter. He is a great comforter, a great counselor. And, and, great physician. He did more in my heart than any therapy, any amount of therapy or years of counseling or trying to figure out this, that, and the other of why I, you know, starved myself or overate or binged and then purged. And he went, as they say, where the knife of man could never go. And he touched that area in my heart that no man could touch, no woman could touch, that nobody could touch. And he he touched that area and he made he made me whole in those areas. And yes, I I, I do have other issues, like maybe character issues and things here and there, because we're all under construction. As um, Billy Graham's wife, on her tombstone, she had it written, construction complete, because we're all a work in progress. So, but God, only God can look past everything that man looks at and only God can touch that area in your heart, that wound, that pain, that grief. Only he can put his finger on that and make it all better and just fix it and take it away. Only he can do that. Only the great counselor, only the great physician, he made the mind, he can fix the mind. Because he's God, he's perfect. And he knows how to help us. He knows how to to do. He knows exactly 
exactly what we need. And only he, only he can do that. So let him, let him put his finger on the deepest part, the deepest hurt, the deepest grief, the deepest pain, the greatest pain, hurt, anger, fear, whatever it is that's causing you starve yourself, to overeat, to binge and purge, Whatever causing you to do that, give it to God, even if, even if you don't know what it is. Even if you don't know what it is, say, God, I don't know what it is that makes me do this, but I want you, I want you to take it from me. I give it to you. So just, just give it. Give it to God and allow Him, allow Him to take it from you. Because as I said, you may not know what makes you do that, but God knows. And if you just give it to Him by faith and and by trust, and trust Him with it, trust Him with it to fix it, and He will. And it may take some time to trust them, but even the size of a mustard seed, you give that to him, then he'll help you. Just let him. Let him help you. Surrender. It's in surrendering to God. It's in surrendering that we gain everything. It's in dying to self that we gain eternal life and the life of Jesus wanted us to have more abundant life. Now, if you have any prayer requests or questions or comments, call 646-668-2093. That's 646-668-2093. Two zero nine three, and you can call eight six six eight five seven four eight three seven for prayer. That's eight six six eight five seven four eight three seven. You can tell them you are listening to Fire Talk Radio, listening to somebody talk about overcoming anorexia and bulimia, and tell them you need um, prayer for whatever that may be. That's 866-857-4837. And you can call, that's not the studio, by the way, that's prayer line. Um, But you can call me here at 646-668-2093. The Holy Spirit, there's nobody, nobody like him. He's a is a is the person of the Holy Spirit. He's he's good and he's awesome. 
and he's great. He's wonderful. He's worthy to be praised. And I go to a short a short uh, music break here. And then I come back and and get back into some more some more of what I feel the the Holy Ghost has put on my heart. I'll be back in a few. Oh 
You are 
Praise God that he did it all for you and for me. And he looked through time and space and saw your face and saw what you're doing right now. And it gave him strength to do it all for us. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I want to give out the number again. If you have any questions, comments, prayer requests, testimonies you want to share, feel free to call 646-668-2093. That is 646-668-2093. You can also Skype me as well. Uh, There's to be a little, at the description box, there'll be a little Skype thing, whatever you call this picture of Skype that you click on, and you'll be connected right to the studio, or you can come in the chat box. The chat box is not cooperating very much right now, but uh, so if you've been trying to chat a question there, then I'm sorry about that, but it's giving me a hard time. So I'd love to hear from you. And um, anything that that you might have a question on, prayer requests, anything like that, where you're listening from would be awesome as well. So I know the other the other night on Thanksgiving, I was very blessed to have a lady call from all the way from Canada. And uh, I was very, very excited about that. It was nice to have her join, and and uh, it was very, very nice to have her. And she has her own show on Blog Talk Radio, which she's behind my time zone. So actually, when she's doing her show, I think I'm doing my show, the way it all works out time zone-wise. <laughs> so, But she was listening from Canada. I know that we've had... I've had listeners from Dan, South Africa, England, uh, different parts of the UK, India, uh, Australia, and um, different parts of the United States. And, uh, of course, different parts of Africa as well, not just South Africa, but other parts of, of South Africa as well. So it's been uh, been very, um, and those are just the ones that I know of. So now I understand. <clears throat> I understand that this is not not everybody is going to access this podcast from Blog Talk Radio, as it is on over twenty five other websites that have that have podcasts. As podcast websites, and it's on at least twenty five. It's on twenty five of those. I'm I'm working on getting up on some different ones. It's on Jesus Radio Network, and it's on Roku, and also on iTunes, SoundCloud, and some um, different other places. So, if you um, want to get in touch with me, just email firetalkradio2 at yahoo.com. That's firetalkradio2, that's the number two, 
at yahoo.com. You can follow me on the homepage at blogtalkradio.com forward slash firetalkradio2. That's with number two. And also, um, you can check out Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash firetalkradio and then the number two. And uh, so... If you'd like to get a hold of me, or you can call me now at 646-668-2093. A lot of reasons that, well, first off, let me tell you this, that uh, if I, I have been talking about the, the three eating disorders that I used to struggle with before God graciously delivered me from them because as I stated earlier he took all of that on himself the perfect spotless lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world he took all of that upon himself Uh, so the anorexia the bulimia and the non-purging bulimia which is the overeating or the comfort food binging without purging afterwards and 10 to 15% of all people struggling from eating disorders are actually male. So, um, the majority are women. And to me, it's it's not as surprising because of the way, especially Western culture, especially America, tries to portray the woman, as I, as I stated earlier, this is hourglass figure and flat stomach, perfect body. And if she's not that, then she's not beautiful, she's not pretty, she has no value. So it doesn't surprise me that the majority are women, but there are, as I said, 10 to 15% of Americans who suffer from anorexia and bulimia are actually male. And according to the South Carolina Department of Mental Health, it is estimated that 8 million Americans, 7 million women, and 1 million men suffer with an eating disorder. And this life-threatening disorder plagues 10 to 15% of Americans. And estimated, as I was saying earlier, 10 to 15% of the suffering from anorexia and bulimia are male. So, um, now, when I, when I, when I, when I had my, when I was battling the eating disorders that I battled, I didn't have a very good self-body image. Um, in fact, sometimes, even though I was thin and often underweight, I would look at myself, and it, you can have body distortions. I'd look at myself, and I'd think that uh, I was actually larger. I'd see myself larger than I actually was. But um, I, it's just, it, and, and then as, as, as God gently and so gently healed me, touched my heart, and delivered me. I, I And I began to see myself as God saw me, God sees me, 
I got a I got a good self body image and I stopped comparing myself to supermodels <laughs> on magazine covers or really stopped comparing myself with other people, other women. Um because if you compare yourself to somebody else you're never ever gonna win. Um I also learned in all of this that I am unique. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and so are you. I also grew to like myself and my body. And so, you know, Jesus, he he understands our pain and he grieves along with us and he, he wants to heal us. And we 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 do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. And that's in Hebrews four fifteen. So if you want to turn there with me, that's in Hebrews four fifteen. So I'm go to Hebrews four let's see Hebrews four fifteen. If you want to turn your Bibles there with me. And it says, thank you, Jesus. So we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So he knows what it's like to be tempted in 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 all areas, but he he was without sin, and he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Thank you, Jesus, for that. He he knows what uh, what it's like and to to feel rejected. To feel unloved, to feel like you're not worth anything. I mean, my goodness, have somebody plucking out your beard and spitting on you and, and punching you in the face, and and then just mutilating your body and torturing you. He knows what it's like. He knows what it's like to feel rejected. And, uh, in fact, it says in, I believe it's in the book of Isaiah, um, uh, it says, um, see in here, looking it up, I think it's in the book of Isaiah, you bear with me while I look it up. It talks about it talks about that how uh, it's Isaiah, it is Isaiah. Isaiah, Isaiah, however you want to say it. <laughs> it's Isaiah fifty three. It says, um Says, uh, I'll just start from verse. Uh, I think I'll go. I'll start from. It talks about how 
In verse 3, he was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. And one version talks about how he was rejected. So he knows what it's like. He suffers along with us, and as it is, he's saying, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are. Now, uh, I'm going to give you some scripture because that's what I was saying earlier that a lot of this stemmed about from comparing myself to airbrush magazine models. <laughs> I don't mean any begrudging against them. I'm just saying that it was not how um not how they looked, but uh I was going to give you some scriptures about uh, that I feel the Lord's put on my heart. And one of them is Hebrews 12, 2, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne. Now, as I was saying earlier, that joy that was set before him was you, because he looked across time and space. He saw your face, and he saw what you're doing right now, and it gave him strength to endure the cross. And Jesus, he took every sin and sickness upon his body when and was crucified. So he conquered every sickness. Therefore, he conquered every single eating disorder that there ever was, ever is, or ever will be. So in 1 Timothy 4, 8, it says, For while bodily training is of some value... Godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 through 20 reads, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So we were bought with a very, very high price, and that that price was the blood of Jesus and all that torture that he went through. Now, it is important to understand that bulimia and anorexia, anorexia and binge eating are all forms of self-abuse, and this violates God's will. 
He says, if you defile the temple, I shall destroy that temple. And so we need to be very careful of how we treat his temple. We are, if if you're a Christian, you are, you are his temple. And so we need to be very, very careful of how, as I just read in 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20, on, a, on that, on glorifying God, because we were bought with that high price, and that price was was the blood of Jesus and the torture that He went through, and and in Romans twelve one says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. So we have Galatians 5, 1, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. A lot of this I was trying to find the verse where it talks about how in death and in life we are Christ's. So whether it be in death or in life, we are His. Our body is His. Our life is His. And so I was trying to find that verse, which I will come up to. Shortly here, and if I don't get it at this moment, I will find it as I'm going down the scriptures. <laughs> so, but I think what I'll do now is I will, I will start and um, to read some of these to you. Some of these speak on beauty, uh, inner beauty. And some of them speak on just just on beauty and also on on how how god how God sees us on the inner on the inner beauty so um i was as I said, I was looking for that scripture. But I have not yet found it. So I will just come back to it and um, if I find it. But uh, as I was saying, it talks about... It talks about whether in life or in, in death, we are God's. We belong to Him. He paid for us. He papers with his blood. Now in Corinthians ten thirteen, if you're ever tempted with anything like for example, tempted to overeat, tempted to binge, tempted not to eat, tempted to purge, whatever the case may be. Matthew six twenty five I'm sorry, one Corinthians ten thirteen 
says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Well, that's a good one. If you want to get, want to write down some of these scriptures, I'm going to give you a lot of scripture. And if you write them down, you can you can write them on three by five cards or a notebook paper and carry them in your wallet or in your purse or on your on your computer even or however the case may be that you like to to do that. I like that one that he makes a way of escape. Song of Solomon four seven, you are all together beautiful, my love. There is no flaw in you. Uh, here's a good one. Of course, they're all good. <laughs> one Samuel sixteen seven. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature. Because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees, not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. In 1 Corinthians 10.31 it says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So basically... Whatever we do, uh, whether it's eat, drink, or whatever it is, we do it all to the glory of God. So if we're, if we have, you know, anorexia, actively involved in anorexia or bulimia or overeating doesn't bring God glory. Deliverance from it brings Him glory. My testimony of Him delivering me from all of those brings him glory. Uh, in James 4, 7, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And this is one I I quoted a little bit earlier, and it was, Psalm 139.14, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Oh, here's the one I was looking for. Here we go. In Romans, I knew it was Romans someplace. I just couldn't find it in front of me with all these scriptures. <laughs> Romans 14.7-8, for none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself for if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. So that was the one I was trying to find earlier. Whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. We belong to him. We bought and paid for with price, a high price. In Zephaniah 3.17 it says, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. 
He will exult over you with loud singing. How how awesome is that? The creator of the whole universe rejoices over you and me with loud singing. That is, that still boggles my mind. (laughs) But if you look at it this way, if you... Uh, if you see a little baby, or it's, especially if it's your own child, if it's your own baby, or your grandchild, or a niece or nephew, a family, it's a baby, and you're watching that baby sleep, and and you're looking at it, you just rejoice over that, and you you just calm that, calm and soothe that baby, and you just rejoice over that baby with singing, and or you coo it and lullaby. And just looking at that, well, we're God's child. We're God's baby when you think about it. And and I think that's wonderful. And Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. You know, God has plans for us. But so does the devil. God's plans are to for a future and a hope that we fulfill all the plans and, and dreams that He's placed in our heart. But the devil, as it says in John John I mean in John ten ten, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. A person who's actively involved with eating disorders like anorexia, bulimia, and overeating, like I was involved in all of those, actively involved in all of those, having life and having it abundantly. And God came that we may have that life and have it more abundantly, but the thief only came to steal and kill and destroy. And so during those times, uh, during those times I was struggling with the eating disorders and the different bouts and the different kinds and the different ones uh, up and down and different kinds here and there, that was the devil's plan. That God's plan so I may have life and have it more abundantly. So I, I praise God. I thank God that he delivered me from anorexia, from bulimia, and from overeating, he delivered me from that. He set me free from it. He lifted that burden off of me. He took that burden that I struggled with for so many years. He already put it on himself so many years of me thousand over 2,000 years ago, he put it on himself. He carried that burden so that I wouldn't have to. I'm so grateful to God that that years of counseling, counseling and, and trying in the natural to get, to get, quote, fixed and healed, as I'm saying, if, if you know, if you feel that's what God told you to do, I'm not, I'm not against it here. I'm not against going to doctors, and when you need to, I'm not against all that. I'm not telling you to quit therapy. I'm not telling you to quit any medicine. I'm not telling you to quit any of that. I'm just sharing 
my experience, my testimony of how God delivered me from anorexia, bulimia, and overeating. And and he he made he put his finger on on my, on my heart on that area in my heart, and he made me whole from that. He delivered me, set me completely free from it. Hallelujah! So I'm just sharing with you, so that it in turn may give you hope. It will give you hope that if you did it for me, then he can by all means do it for you completely do it for you and he is more than willing more than able and more than happy to do it for you and I'm just I'm just in awe of of him you know a lot of a lot of uh, people, the women especially, that have eating disorders, as I said earlier, compare themselves with magazine covers and and uh, and how they think that they're supposed to have a perfect body and and be a flat stomach, but that's not what true beauty is. True beauty is compassion, love, loving towards others, treating others with respect, no matter who they are, no matter what 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 they may have done to you, forgiving them, having true beauty is, I've often heard it says in the eye of the beholder, but but it's true beauty is is the heart of a person. And when a person has a true inner beauty, then it makes them beautiful. Completely, completely beautiful. And if a person is a good leader... You know, a woman is a is a leader. You know, Proverbs thirty one. You want to read Proverbs thirty one, the whole the whole chapter. It'll tell you what true beauty is. And that's a beautiful woman. In Proverbs thirty one, it says here. In Proverbs thirty one, verses ten. It says, an excellent wife who can find. She is more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. So she's a proverb thirty one woman is and and this one says strength and dignity are her clothing and she laughs at the time to come. So she's a that's a beautiful woman. If you want to see a beautiful woman, 
go look at Proverbs 31. And also know that God looks on the inward. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. And when you look at the heart of a person and they have the characteristics and they have the heart of God, they have a, they have a heart for souls, they love people, they care about people, they go out of the way to help them, they do the best they can at bettering themselves, at growing, they're a leader or they're trying to be a leader, they're, they're at the process of being a leader and they're growing, they have that those qualities inside them, then they are the most beautiful woman in the world. And as I said, 10 to 15% of men have eating disorders. In 2 Samuel 14.25, it says, Now in all Israel there was no one so much to be praised for his handsome appearance as Absalom, from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head, there was no blemish in him. Well, that might have been the case. Absalom might have been the most handsomest person in the entire world at the time. But he had an evil heart. He had a wicked heart. And that made him ugly. And that caused his father and that kingdom a lot of problems, a lot of heartache, a lot of death and bloodshed. Because of his wicked heart He may have been handsome But he was wicked So That made him Not handsome Because he had a wicked heart So as I was saying earlier It's it's what's in the person's heart If a person the woman, as I was describing, the Proverbs 31 woman with all those characteristics. You read Proverbs 31, all the things that lady does. If that was not a, possible pro- a possibility for a woman to be a Proverbs 31 woman, it wouldn't be in the Bible. So that woman is a beautiful woman. Absalom may have been handsome physically, but he had a wicked heart. So he was ugly in my book. It's what's in the heart that counts. Not what's in the physical appearance. As I said earlier, there's nothing wrong with with trying to trying to take care of yourself and make yourself look nice and wear makeup and well, if you're a woman I'm referring to, but and if you're a man, nothing wrong with trying to, you know, have a neat appearance and, and dress nicely and and be clean and 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 all these things. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's this, it's the heart, it's the heart that counts. It's, that's that's where it is. Is it all boils down to the heart? It boils down to that. And you know, Isaiah. When we sometimes people, uh, we've all. I think everybody's had that that that. Time of oh, why do I look this way? Why does my nose look like this? And you know, or why my you know their nose is too big, or their nose is too small, or their nose is too pointy, or they've got big ears or small ears, or whatever the case may be. There's always something that they don't like about themselves. And oh, why why did, why couldn't you made it this way, God? Well, 
says uh, in, um, talks about in Isaiah 64, 8, but now, O Lord, you are the Father, you are our Father, we are the clay, and you are our potter, we are all the work of of your hand. And it says in, I was looking for one of these, where it talks about the potter and the clay. But um, he made your nose that way, or he made your ears that way, because he's very creative, and he, no, no two people look the same. Yeah, maybe twins and triplets look the same, but their fingerprints are not the same. That's how unique God is, that he would have... And not even two snowflakes are the same. They've never, they've looked at snowflakes under a microscope and and they've never found any that were exactly the same. So we're all unique. We're all, all different. And so... That is uh that is exactly the way God planned it because he's creative and he's unique. And so I'm going to go to a short music clip and then I'm going to come back and and I'm gonna give you some final closing thoughts on all of this and pray for you but I will be back shortly after this song Wounded and forsaken I was shattered by the fall Broken and forgotten Feeling lost and all alone Summoned by the king Into the master's courts Lifted by the savior And cradled in his arms I was carried to the table This world has left me lame 
Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? So we, I mean, God made us that way. And we need to learn to love what maybe socially is has been programmed that is not to be that way. So we need to learn to love ourselves and what we look like and, and, and who we are. And it was a process for me, but I, I learned to do that, and and God helped me do it by his grace. Now, in Proverbs 31.30, it says, Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. 2 Corinthians 4.16 So we do not lose heart. Though our outward self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. And in Romans 8, 6, it says, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So, and also in... Isaiah 61, 3, it says, To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So, God is, we're to be glorifying God, bringing Him glory, and I'm going to start closing this out real quick, and let y'all, let y'all know that uh, if nobody's ever told you that God loves you, He loves you, He loves you, He has a great plan for your life. And I want to tell you right now, God loves you and has a great plan for your life. And if you're not sure that if you died this very second, if you're not sure that you would go to heaven, then I want to let you know the Holy Bible reads that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you want to make sure you're going to go to heaven, just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead and are coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. And I forgive everyone who's ever done me wrong 
or hurt me, and that includes myself. Amen. I want to tell you right now, as a servant of Jesus Christ, all of your sins are forgiven you. Always remember to run to God and not from God because he loves you. He loves you, loves you so much. And he has a great plan for your life. Now, Bible College is starting back up January 5th. will be the uh, the new intake of uh, the new semester. And January 2nd is new student orientation. I've been authorized to give you a scholarship to River Bible Institute or River School of Worship. You can go to riverschoolofgovernment.com, riverschoolofworship.com, riverbibleinstitute.com. And you can go to revival.com and check out the church services there. And if you're um, in the Central Florida area, you could go to the Tampa, the river at Tampa Bay Church. And I know I have some South African and also English listeners, and I wanted to let you know that uh, our pastor, Dr. Rodney Hara Brown, is in Surrey, England. As a Surrey, England Outpouring Conference, it's at Cornerstone The Church, 38 Station Avenue, Surrey, KT12, 1NU, England. That's Cornerstone The Church, 38 Station Avenue, Surrey, KT12, 1NU, England. The phone number is plus 44019329. Nine six three zero zero zero. That's plus four four zero one nine three two nine six three zero zero zero. So that's for the people in England, and also there's a, uh, I think it's a live feed as well in the Africa area, something like that. But I'm just gonna pray for you right now and. Father God, I thank you for these precious people. Help them see that they are so beautiful to you. Help them see themselves like you see them. Help them see how beautiful they are to you. And I break the power of eating disorder off of their life in the name of Jesus. They're a child of God. And I thank you, Father, right now. For your, for your healing touch from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. And I thank you for going where the knife of man cannot go and for healing their hearts, their broken heart. I thank you for, for making them whole. I thank you for your anointing to go through this airways and, and, and into their presence. And I thank you. That the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. And I thank you, Lord, for healing them and setting them free. In the name of Jesus, the name above every name, I give you all glory, all honor, and all praise for this Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, at once again, my email address is firetalkradio.com 
at yahoo.com. That's the number two. Fire Talk Radio, number two. <laughs> well, it's actually Fire Talk Radio 2 at yahoo.com. That's the number two. And uh, that's revival.com. And if you have a prayer request, you can call right now at 866 857 
Okay. 